0: Welcome to the Bear Hill Club, a pro wrestling podcast of positivity. (laughs)
1: Hello everybody, welcome back to the Bear Hill Club podcast, as always, Greg here, and I'm joined by Jace and Garrett, how's it going, my boys?
0: It's going pretty well.
1: It's going pretty well. Garrett's had a haircut, everyone. Let's just, look look how glorious it is. He's looking fly as hell. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, this week, uh, we'll just get straight into things. It's been a while since we did a top five. I think the last time we did it was for the Rumble, I believe. So uh, we figured with WrestleMania coming up, why the hell not? Let's do a top five WrestleMania matches. Um, how did you guys find putting this list together? Did you think it was quite easy or was there a few you struggled with? I'm
2: going to I still haven't
1: got a top five. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to wing
0: it.
2: I've got well, you three.
0: had um, you had the caveat that you can only pick one from each mania, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a difficult one because there were some really good ones. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna
1: lie, I, I got my five, but I think the issue was then I kept remembering about other matches and thought, oh, "I should have put that one on there." So my honorable mentions list is pretty lengthy. So I could, I think, I could have easily swung a top ten out of this, but I'm quite happy with the five I picked. Um, so one thing we could do this time, because usually when we do these lists, we start with honorable mentions, and typically some of our choices are in there. So what I think we'll do, we'll do five through to two, then we'll do some honorable mentions, and then we'll go through number one, if that sounds good to you guys. Yeah. Fantastic. For audio listeners, Garrett put his phone because he's eating a plate of pasta right now. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> good, good. Uh, right, well, we'll just get Things kicking off then, so I'll start with number, my number five, and I went with Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston from WrestleMania 35. Um, I, this is the only match the most re- from the most recent, one of the most recent re- WrestleManias, but um, for mine when he definitely, not only was the match solid, but I think ultimately it was just the build to it, the fact that um, Bryan was the champion and he was on this terrific heel run, and then out of nowhere by pure, I guess, a bit of chance and accident, Kofi Kingston. Gets this massive wave of momentum behind them, and they managed to build upon something that had been what about 11 years in the making when Kofi was last having a sniff at the main event. Um, and it all just fed in perfectly. I, 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 it's one of those, I do get a little emotional at wrestling, but this is one of the matches that really got me going. I was in it, I was actually almost in tears when Kofi got the win at the end of it. Just the fact that it, it, the story was so well told and it was so well put together. Um, so yeah, it, it easily made. My top, my top five, no problem there. What do you guys think?
0: Um, Yeah, no, it's pretty subtle. You say, like, the accident, and it was supposed to be uh, Mustafa Ali in that position that Kofi took, so it really was just one of the times where they get the flash in the pan and they just go with it, which is always the best times in WWE and wrestling as a whole. Yeah. Um, which I genuinely was just, like, so surprised and still am to this day that we got... We got the flash of the pan and it was carried all the way through to the climax of the story. Uh, I mean, the ending of his reign, yeah, you know, need to talk about, <laughs> but but that doesn't matter because you know it's like saying, um, it's like it, it's like the Lord of the Rings trilogy being good and the Hobbit not being good. It's fu- it's already happened, he already had the underdog story to winning the belt, so we're yeah. okay,
1: we're all right. You already kind of had that perfect yeah. story, which, like, people aren't going to remember the end. They're going to remember how he got there. Essentially, sorry, yeah. Jace, what are you going to say?
2: Yeah, um, brilliant build. I, I really enjoyed the actual match and the aftermath. Of his reign as champion, especially when he got the revenge on Randy Orton.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: Defeating, defending the belt against him, even even during one of the matches, Randy's on the deck. Corby's there. Stupid. got got that moment back on him yeah but yeah I think like like I would say I don't think anyone's going to remember the ending which they shouldn't remember the ending they should remember the journey Mm -hmm. which which is just was pure accident he wasn't even meant to be in the elimination chamber or that battle royal not battle royal sorry gauntlet match and just unfortunately Mustafa Ali got injured yeah but it is what it is but again, I, I don't think that, I don't think there was anyone apart from Kofi who could have taken that place because you needed someone who was a reliable performer, and I think that was just what made everyone remember how good Kofi is when he's allowed absolutely. to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like fair enough like it should have happened a lot sooner but I feel like the era and now was probably the perfect time for it to happen to him because obviously when he, it was like 11 years ago and it looked like he was getting a hint towards the main event before it all got scuppered I, I don't think he would have ever won the title back then because it was still no. very much land of the big men in some regards um I think it was thanks to the whole obviously you know people like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan following 2011 and stuff that they could maybe believably put the belt on him um and I think he did well with his reign. I mean, it's not going to be one of the most remembered ones in terms of, like, the matches, but I think the the, fact that the story got there and the fact he held it speaks volumes, to be honest. Yeah. Super. Uh, Garrett, do you want to take us through your number five?
2: Turn your mic on. Turn your mic
1: on.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry guys i was practicing my ventriloquism but my dummy was in another room uh, um you guys have kind of gone i have a feeling you've gone for like some some uh some real big mainstays I, i'm i oh, kind of wow. going on the fringes a little bit okay um, okay my number five is uh zach Ryder at wrestlemania 32 or three I have it written down. Zack Ryder at WrestleMania 32 in the Intercontinental Ladder match. Uh, yes. that He won. For me, a Mania match is about the, oh, I hate to say it, but the Mania moment that yeah. it creates. And, uh, you know, Zack Ryder was ahead of the time in, in wrestling, especially in mainstream wrestling, with being on the internet and being an internet darling. He's definitely an internet darling with me. Um, a woo woo woo, and the 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 story they told, and and when he always spoke about the Intercontinental Championship, to to me that felt like a you know like a, a WWE main belt win more than anything else. It it was mm-hmm. like you could just see in his face and 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 even the match itself how good it was, just how. How much it meant. And then his dad joined him in the ring and everything. It was. Mwah. 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 Mwah.
1: No, absolutely. You know, um, I think if, if there's one thing that WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania certainly does best, it's like those big ladder matches. And again, I think going in, I don't think anyone kind of expected Ryder to kind of walk away. Because again, he's one of those people who's always had, uh, despite the fans wanting the best for him. Backstage, he's never had the biggest supporters. so I think it's always surprising when he got moments like this. And you're right; I think this was obviously his like crowning achievement moment within not just from WrestleMania, but within WWE. Well,
0: it's, uh, you look at the. I, I'm I'm just talking about Zack Ryder there, but the match itself. You know, you had mm-hmm. Sam Zayn who'd just come off his match the day before against Nakamura. Yeah. Um. Oh, you I, had yeah. um Kevin Owens. Sinkara. Uh, let's just call him Cody Rhodes. Let's not say what his alias was at the time. Cody <laughs> Rhodes is in the match. <laughs> and it was just... It was it was a very solid ladder match that that ended in one of the best possible ways. I remember the crowd being pretty hot for Zayn at the time mm-hmm. and, and yet still, you know, he was able to pull off that amazing babyface win. It was great.
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, brilliant match. Like like Greg said, you can't beat a good ladder match at WrestleMania, especially the multi men ladder mat, ladder matches. Um, whether it be for the a title or the Money in the Bank, when that was at WrestleMania, But yeah, uh, Zack Ryder deserved so much better mm-hmm. in WWE. He was great in the ring. He was great on the mic. Fans loved him. Just it's one of them things, isn't it? But mm-hmm. it is brilliant that he managed to get that WrestleMania moment that most people don't get. Yeah,
1: absolutely. A lot I of mean, people
2: do not get that WrestleMania moment.
1: Exactly. Like a lot of people don't get it who probably do deserve one as well. Um, to be honest, like looking at I've completely forgot what was on that card and looking at it, that was hands down the best match because it's the same year. It was um Reigns and Triple H headlining, which we watched together, I yeah. remember, Jace. That was when we, you, me, and Scott watched it and he fell asleep. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. And then we thought, oh, oh, Reigns won.
1: Did he? Did he? <laughs> that was a long night, yeah. Yeah, that um, was a long
2: night. That was a slog.
1: Ooh, and that was the Mania with Brock Lesnar and Dean Ambrose, which should have been better <laughs> than what <Yeah>. it was. <laughs> uh, Jace, take us for your number five.
2: My number five is from WrestleMania 31, and it is also a ladder match it is Daniel Bryan beating Bad News Barrett, Dean Ambrose Dolph Ziggler, Luke Harper R-Truth and Cody Rhodes for the Intercontinental Championship and again much the same as what Garrett said like brilliant ladder match at Wrestlemania controlled chaos Ambrose getting powerbombed through the ladders by Luke Harper fantastic and then you got that moment of Daniel Bryan winning the title when everyone wanted him to go on. And because this was the year, everyone wanted him to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah. But and then they thought, oh, was going to get added, going to be a triple threat. Didn't happen. So they gave him the Intercontinental title instead, which I think probably is the best thing they did that year. Because you got the, the Rollins cash in, which is mm-hmm. such an iconic moment. So yeah, I think Daniel Bryan winning that belt I think it was the first time he won the belt as well
1: uh yeah i think it might have been i think that was when he made the triple crown yeah yeah
2: and then just elevated it even more first time winning that belt wrestlemania opening match of wrestlemania if you don't count pre-shows and brilliant way to start that mania which was really quite a good wrestlemania
1: yeah, I've got a lot of. I think I think the WrestleMania one's quite decent in terms of like again moments like this, and then the fact that it was Sting's debut. And I really mm-hmm. like the main event. Um, I think I think a lot of people. It's certainly the best I think between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns that they had. It was really hard hitting, and obviously the Rollins cashing at the end just like went by surprise. I'd have to rewatch it again though because it's been I've watched it since watch it live, and this is one of those, those uh, resumes where I was absolutely clattered by the end, like unbelievably most. Clattered. Yeah. Nice. Most. I'm not usually that bad. This one, I was absolutely gone. I can <laughs> just about remember bits of it at the end. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. I think that was probably one of my favorite uh, like six-man ladder matches that they did as well. Certainly, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So, taking it through to number four. What did I put? I put Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart from WrestleMania 13 um a bit of an obvious one but it is an absolute classic i mean uh when you look back at like the history of wrestlemania like i'd say after 10 between like i'd say 10 and 17 there aren't many good wrestlemania matches like it was just such a even when the Art 2 was taken off and it was getting that way there still wasn't many good matches but this is the one shining example of a really solid wrestlemania match um the match that kind of cemented stone called steve austin has been an app and helping him on that rise to being an absolute monster in the wwe obviously it was the the famous double turn which i don't think yeah. anyone's ever managed to successfully pull off again even though everyone tries to do it and there's just no yeah. topping the original it's just impossible uh but when you look back it still holds up today it's just incredible in-ring work this was like obviously i think this might be prior to austin broke brokers neck, so it's still got a lot of like proper wrestling, Billy. Before you had to go a bit more brawler. So yeah, absolute standout. And of course, Bret Hart. He can wrestle anybody, and it could be a tremendous match.
2: Yeah, uh, this match. This is in my honourable honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this match was the, the just yeah, people. Even if people don't remember what happened during the match, everyone yeah. remembers the finish. Oh yeah. Austin didn't tap out. And there's that the, the picture of his face in pain, blood. Like, everyone knows that. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, chances are you've seen that photo. You've seen yeah. that image. And it was just such a big moment for the business with the double turn. Austin refusing to tap, like I said. And, yeah, I don't think it could have been done any better. by No. You could, have put, you could have put the two of the best of all time like anyone any other like people who say i'll be the best of all time and it would not have worked
1: yeah absolutely no
2: especially what especially what it led to with that's what made austin well strap the rocket to austin putting him up and imagine where the wrestling world would be without storm cold
1: absolutely I believe this is the oh this is one of the rare matches Melter also gave five stars and I'm pretty sure it might have been after this one it wasn't until Punk and Cena at money in the bank that they next got a five star so I think that for a lot of people that'll speak volumes as well cool uh Jason for three number four
2: my number four is John Cena versus Shawn Michaels
1: all right think- nice nice Which
2: this for me obviously at the time I was still well, still am a big fan of John Cena but this was the first match that I can remember seeing him where I was like he could wrestle yeah he's not just like everyone's like oh because this is all the time everyone's like oh it's just the five moves to do
0: yeah <laughs> but this uh, is that's the six, it's the six it's six now I'll have you know yes.
2: Yeah, at the time it was five <laughs> um Yeah, this was the first match I remember seeing him where you can actually wrestle. You can actually go in the ring. And I think a lot of that is to do with Shawn Michaels. He's one of them who can have a great match with whoever. But also it shows Cena being able to keep up with Shawn.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. And this was well-deserved to be match of the year. Because it was the match of the year in WWE. Maybe they're, they're matching on Raw, but this was definitely up there with some of the, one of the best WrestleMania matches ever. Regardless of if, if you like seeing a Shawn Michaels or not, you, like, you should love this match.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like it's one that's often heavily overlooked, but that's probably because when you look at the best WrestleMania matches, chances are Shawn Michaels has been in it. So I think there's a lot that people would kind of put before it. <laughs> there's kind of a lot of people would put like before it. That's fair enough. But yeah, I think it is one that's slightly overlooked, and I, I do think it's a really solid match. Yeah.
0: Cool, uh, Garrett. Um, I would be remiss if uh, I didn't include the love of my life, uh, Mister uh, Mister CM Punk, yes. in one of my personal favorite Undertaker matches Um, it's CM Punk versus Undertaker at 29 Uh, for me it was like the match itself was fine they're both great Mm -hmm. workers uh, but it had just one of my favorite builds of any of any match ever Um, obviously they brought like Paul Bearer into it the whole thing with the urn, just exceptional. And then when you've got Paul Heyman, in you put Paul Heyman at ringside at any match, doesn't matter what it is, you yeah. know, it makes the match just that that little that little bit better. He's the perfect crowd reaction shot, but he's yeah. there at ringside the whole time. Uh, it was wonderful. I thought at every moment that this was finally it, and I think a lot of people did too. Um But no, the streak continued I agree I'm hands up here then Who
1: thought Punk might have broke the streak? Me, me.
0: Really? <laughs> For me it was just like <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought I thought he was He was being, because he was the biggest villain In all of Dub Dub E So I thought this was really gonna be like you know, be the most villainous thing. Instead, they decided to give the most villainous thing to the big villain guy, which is, you know, fair enough. I guess Brock Lesnar is big evil dude. So true. Sure. I think I think in hindsight you could see why they didn't, but at the time, obviously, we
1: weren't fully aware of the backstage issues Punk was having. Because like one of the things he brings out in the R of Wrestling podcast is this match and how. He wrestled it like he had a death wish, and you can kind of tell that in the match. It's very full pelt, which is probably why he was able to really get one. because I think this is easily Undertaker's last truly great match he ever had. Like, yeah. following this, obviously, it would have been the streak dropping in from there. It'd just been a casual dive. And so the only match since then that you can count as being good is the Boneyard, and even then, that's because they were able to work around. Well, yeah, match is a very yeah. strong term for that. Yeah, exactly. No, solid um i'm going to save a couple of thoughts on it myself because this will also be appearing on my list later on okay spoilers yes super uh yeah so number three for me uh i went with the rock versus hulk hogan from wrestlemania 18. uh one of the first so by that point i'd been a fan for over a year so i remember watching this when it came out um I obviously wasn't fully aware of Hulk Hogan was but the build to it enough kind of got me invested you know the NWO had come back he was still a heel but I am looking back obviously you could see the fans didn't want to remain as Hollywood Hogan there was the big swell behind it despite the fact they did everything in the build including nearly destroying the rock with an ambulance and a truck (laughs) so there was there was quite a decent build to it but yeah the matches and then like easily this should have been the match that went on last of that the year's main year. and i think that's the one everyone points to have been yeah that should have been the main event because chris jericho and triple h had no chance in following after wow. that cause the crowd are red hot for this and it's it's one of those insane ones where it is almost literally right down the middle even though the fact the rock's supposed to be the good guy and home supposed to be the body like the Toronto crowd. We're right behind hogan and I'll, I'll i'll say i'm not a big hulk hogan fan i think obviously he's one of those people you can appreciate what he did for the business and i think there are people who will be diehard fans because they grew up with him but i um i just don't rain but i think this is easily his best match despite the fact he was already kind of wrestling quite limited based on injuries he had but you couldn't tell he basically just did what he did best he got a throw in his his own five moves of doom he got to hulk up and he got to send the crowd unhappy and Oh, but Lee, it was like a perfect passing of the torch moment because you had one of the big stars of the 80s, with the big stars of well, what was the big star currently then, and it was just the kind of perfect icon versus icon matches they build up.
0: I think that when a good wrestler is someone who plays with the crowd uh, and, and is fed by the crowd's reaction and... I know that a lot of people in WWE and around the wrestling world are able to to do that, are able mm-hmm. to be like to to react to what the the crowd is saying and change what's happening. They're able to do it. Yeah. Well, they they would be able to do it mm-hmm. if they were allowed to do so in WWE. If you're told that you have to do this and hit these story beats and do this, sure. Um, I I have to the Rock and and Hogan, so. Mm-hmm. You see, you see them go out there, and when they realize that this is what the crowd is doing, yeah. Hulk, uh, like you know, Rock is like, "All right, I guess I'm gonna be a bit more of a heel. That's what that's what the crowd needs right now." And you can just really see it in the match where it's two of. As I said, two <laughs> two people in their prime. <laughs> wow. uh, um, uh, uh, it's two of the best uh, yeah. to ever have done it. When I don't know they they were they were at the point of such stardom and pinnacle of um, wrestling fame that they could have gone out there and had a stare down and left and it still would have been one of the hottest matches of the night.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this was like just as The Rock was about to really start to leave more often to go conquer Hollywood. I'm pretty sure it was after was it after this he left for a little while and then came back and won the belt and then it was the whole thing with Brock. I think it might. It was that it was in that year. I'm sure it was. Mm, I think he uh, left for a little while. Did the build at Summerslam when he was the champion, and that's when Brock won the belt. And obviously, it was a big, big switch. I forget. And he got booed out of the building. But yeah, this match though is just sensational. Um, again, I'm not the biggest Hogan fan, but I'd put this easily on one of my all-time favorite uh, wrestling Mitchell, uh, all-time favorite list because I just remember watching it when I was younger, and I was just absolutely blown away by it. Uh, Jace, take us through yours. You're muted, mate. Oh, my love, oh! All the mighty have fallen.
2: <laughs> Look, my, number, my number three is Edge and Christian, the Dudleys and the Hardys, WrestleMania X7 TLC. Mm-hmm. Absolutely solid because this match is one of the best matches one of the best specialty matches that has ever been there will yeah. i don't think there'll ever be a tlc match that will ever live up to it ever doesn't matter who's in it no and you especially and it was at wrestlemania x7 which i think we can all agree is the best wrestlemania ever
0: Oh yeah. Which is uh which is why you now can't pick anything else from that one. I know.
2: <laughs> I, 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 I'm fine with that.
0: All right. All right. Spoiler. This was the best
2: match, this was the best match on the card. Mm,
1: spoiler. Been... <laughs> I mean, this would have this would have made my list except a different
0: one. Exactly. Yeah, this, it would have just been a different mention. point because yeah. you just kinda I feel like at most people's number one is gonna be maybe mine and your number one. I think
1: I think if that's the case then yeah yeah
0: okay all right Jericho Regal right of course oh, yeah. okay cool <laughs> he's a man, man. <laughs> Such a man. yeah <clears throat> yeah you're, you're absolutely
1: right I mean if 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 I'd not given the cover of uh you know any match any mania doesn't matter if you repeat this would have probably been my number two I'd imagine but then it's because I adore WrestleMania 17 so much but yeah I did i'd say there's been solid ladder matches following this uh there's been some decent tlc matches but i don't think they'll ever top this it was just one of the most frenetic full-on matches you've ever seen and bear in mind at this point they'd already done the ladder match of the previous one and they'd already done another tlc and the fact that they outdid those two with this one and this one's got probably all the best moments you can remember from these three teams obviously the big one for me is edge Spear, and hardy off the top of the ladder which is just looks horrific, but at the same time, you're just like that is ridiculous but stunning.
0: Yeah, yeah. Garrett, tickets for you, number three, please. Well, if we're talking about um, you know feature matches uh, and and you know things that aren't just the singles match, then I have to bring up one of my favorite stipulations and matches and storytelling devices in all of wrestling, and that is the Money in the Bank match from WrestleMania 21. Uh the first the first, the first of its kind, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh Chris Jericho's invention, as yes. as as I'm sure we're told many a time. Not only well we're not told that anymore in WWE, of course. It's not just no. uh nondescript person made this thing. You had uh Jericho, Christian, uh Edge, Shelton Benjamin, Kane, and anyone else? I think that might have been it. I remember the... there was there was a run in from Christian's mate Tom Tomko. Yes,
1: it was Edge, Benoit, Jericho, Benoit. Christian, Tomko Tom with Tomko, Kane, and Shelton Benjamin.
0: So yes, I didn't miss anyone. Uh, I didn't miss anyone. Uh, <laughs> there, it was all of those wrestlers and a uh, a vacant and, and vacant and and you haven't unlocked this character yet. it It was great like it's a it's a ladder match but it had stakes that we didn't even realize for so long it had some amazing high spots uh shelton benjamin was able to to show himself for one of the first times and it was great uh and then not too much happened but now he's back again and he's a tag team champion i guess Uh, although he did break up with his stable for no reason
1: he did uh was this the match where benjamin does the run up the ladder to the outside i want I to say it it might be. i want to
0: i want to say uh, uh fuck you for putting me on the spot because i don't remember because <laughs> uh, i don't remember if it's that one um i remember benoit gets color i remember of course. i remember it being not too brutal but just very fun uh it was a lot of it was a lot of workers essentially in the match um much much the same as my first my my fifth pick uh yeah. where you know it was a ladder match with just people who probably deserved a shot yeah uh, and one he who shall not be named
1: yeah did the I, I am right in thinking they, yeah. they had already kind of established what the money in the bank was before the match, right? It was a title. They... I, know, I know there was a lot of, they did it, but then mm-hmm. afterwards, the reason why it took Edge forever to cash in is because they kind of forgot about it or just didn't know what they were doing at first because it was so new.
0: They explained that it's a it's a title opportunity of your choosing. I don't think they decided that it was whenever, wherever. Mm-hmm. I think it was more like, yeah, you can do it, and then, yeah. But it's, it's become the sneaky... Uh, championship holder t- cash in thing as things have gone along, but but yeah, yeah,
1: fantastic.
0: I don't think they said may- maybe it wasn't an, a championship of your choosing, but who doesn't choose the well, main title? I guess
1: that's true. Was just yeah. like, a, 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 like a world title
2: match, wasn't it originally? I think so. Any world, yeah. world title match
1: because mm. that was the big thing with um... I suppose like in recent years they just said a title match of your choice and opportunity or whatever um that's why i thought when the accident when they did the whole thing with otis winning last year i i've read somewhere he was planning to use it to cash in for the tag belts which i think would have been very fitting because i mean it doesn't always necessarily have to specify it's for the world title and that could open up more possibilities if it's starting to get a bit stale right yeah Nope, excellent choice uh so moving on to my number two which garrett already brought up which was cm punk versus the undertaker at wrestlemania 29. uh yeah i mean just as garrett said like this was hands down taker's last great match it was uh definitely cm punk's crowning wrestlemania moment because that's obviously one of the big things with him is he always wanted to get into the main event never quite got onto the main event but this match was him sort of being like the big fuck you to backstage like completely stealing the show that night with Taker and like Garrett said the build was kind of right there I think it was obviously really tragic that Paul Bearer died in the build but they kind of made ample use of that like wrestling likes to do if anything if anything they can let's just turn into a story um do you ever feel like it crossed the line at any point because it was quite... He, Punk was going quite heavy with the storytelling and where some people can and do view as a bit disrespectful, what would you say?
0: It's completely down to what Paul Bearer would have wanted, and I I can't say if that's what he would have wanted, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I, I would never put words in someone's mouth, but I I, I can't imagine that he wouldn't have Wanted the show to go on, and he wouldn't have wanted to still be. I can only I can only talk for myself, and if I was um, if I left such an impact that I could garner that kind of reaction, I think I think part of the reason it was almost okay is because take a one because there was a if you if you set up the big bad guy and then you take down the big bad guy, then yeah, yeah that's, that's that's you know classic storytelling that you. Yeah, the you get your comeuppance. No, okay, I think it, so. I think it was okay. I don't think they really went too far. I, I mean,
1: know. I my my have watched the the documentary they released on him on the network. Like he again, like most people, he really uh, Paul Bearer, William Moody, really did live and breathe wrestling. So I think he would have got a kick out of the fact that we're using his death as a storyline. Yeah. And like you say, I, I think because the, the Undertaker was involved, I think if there was anything. He wasn't comfortable with then it would have just been nixed completely because I've given the authority he commands. So, right at the, at the end of the day, it's two people involved in that story. I don't think there would have been anything undertaker if, any, if any, if it wouldn't take a delight, I think he wouldn't have signed off on it,
0: to put it right. right? I'd be interested to know whose idea it was who pitched that. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was uh, just a complete a, a brainstorm between all of them, whether it was a punk thing, a Heyman thing, a, 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 you know, a, someone from Gorilla who knows true true i do love
1: oh sorry jace go ahead do you have anything no i
2: was just gonna say like i don't think i think with you saying you wonder whose idea it was i think that was i think that would have been a combination of heyman and punk
0: they promote yeah i suppose so
2: i think i think purely because punk was annoyed that he wasn't the main event in he would have turned around and said to him and because obviously we all know he's a paul heyman guy yeah like if i'm not being the main event there's not going to be a main event because i think we, i think like, if i remember rightly the crowd was dead for that main event like, I it, can't was, what it was, it
1: was rocking Cena. Cena again it was seen on rock 2, wasn't it yeah which yeah. little wonder, because no, everyone was like, you, you did it last year and said it was a once-in-a-lifetime.
0: Yeah. A <laughs> uh, 50-50 bucket, yeah. more, more.
1: Yeah.
2: than ever. <laughs> between them, they would have said, like, right, well, we're going to make this the best story going. We're going to have the best match. We're going to do this. And I think it just would have been a combination of them then... and then. that if, if the way Punk was feeling at the time, he probably would have turned around if they'd said, right, we well, want you to go out and make fun of Paul, uh, Paul Bearer's death with how he was feeling with being told how and what to say he would have he would have essentially been like "fuck you and not done
1: it yeah I think you can kind of tell with this match a little bit I mean obviously when you listen to art of wrestling he goes into a lot but I think you can kind of tell as well like even though he was definitely somewhat checked out of this and he still put on a blinded match there are points in the match where you can tell he's just taking the piss ever so slightly like that reaction he has when Taker sits up during the anaconda vice like Punk's face is like far too over the top and comical, and there's like little moments of that throughout the match, which you can kind of point to and say that's just a bit too ridiculous. But I love that. Still,
0: I, I love that shit. I can't lie. Air. I love yeah. that shit. Yeah. yeah, I
1: still, I still, I still enjoy that for what it is as well. But yeah, absolutely superb. I, I would have still liked to have seen Punk end the streak even now, but you know, hindsight. I mean, it's still probably Taker's take his last best match. I definitely want to see him Punk's best match as a WWE. Are
0: you trying to tell me that you didn't like? Uh, Undertaker versus Rusev in a casket match at Saudi Arabia.
1: I mean, what is your number two, one? Two? One? Well, well it's, it's
0: Jace's number two. Number two. Jace's number two. <laughs> number two
2: is Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, WrestleMania 25.
1: Nice.
2: Which, in my opinion, this is. If, if you just go purely on the in-ring aspect, this is the greatest WrestleMania match of all time.
1: Yeah,
2: like just two. And considering they were both in their easily in their mid forties at the time, having careers the length that they had to put on a match this good, they had no business doing it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But they did. Yes, and I think like to me, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Are each other's greatest opponents because I can't remember them ever having a bad match.
1: No, not really. Um, plus, at this point, wasn't this? They'd been quite. A, hadn't they not wrestled since the casket match at the '98 Rumble when they did this one as well? Wasn't yeah, this thing? There'd been a gap. There'd been massive gap when they'd last stepped in the ring together.
2: I think. They, no, I think they'd been in the ring together, but not in a singles match. Mm-hmm. Yeah they being like tag matches, but this just short, like especially like considering everything that they had the done up until this point. It was it was the two cornerstones of WWE at the time. Yeah. Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, or well, two of the cornerstones, and just hell bent for leather, like false finish. Every finish you thought, right, this is it. Yeah, and I don't think it could have. I don't think there's ever going to be a
1: better WrestleMania
2: match,
0: purely from the in-ring perspective. This is your number two, though. The I think I know what number one going to be. I
1: think I know what his number one is going to be, though. <laughs> I think you're right, though. Like, it's the closest thing uh, Mania maybe had to a New Japan style match. But even then, it was it's shocking that, did, that Meltzer didn't give it the five. Yeah. As well, I think I only got like four seven five or something. If uh, you're yeah. well, 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 all
0: just his whatever. opinion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> until until he likes a match, I like. In which case, just the you know best, best, <laughs> best yeah. opinion. That's, That's not opinion; one. it's facts. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Do we give I'm... Walter and Dragonov though? Um, maybe a six. Give me a check. I... Oh well, yeah. All right. It better at least be a six. We're waiting while you check that. I could have done that instead of saying it, but now I just made you. When you get the please
2: stand
1: by thing coming down. Uh, uh, only, uh, only five stars, surprisingly. I, thought I could have sworn that got a little bit higher, but still, it's supposed
0: to be his highest score. Five stars is peasant, man. It's it's actually me. It's not me... It's not really. He just kind of... He has given above five before Kenny. See,
1: that was the thing. I, I, me and my mate looked through I think.
0: Uh, a thing where it was all of his...
1: Like higher star is i'm pretty sure all of the ones that go above five feature kenny
0: i'm I sure they do. he's given above but five before oh hold on no yeah you you can search that one <laughs> i will <laughs> when
1: will wait for you this time
2: yeah
0: okay does
2: that mean i have to google something next
1: yeah go yeah. on <laughs> how big is batista's dick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Da, 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 da. Steamboat Steamboat Flare 6 oh. 89 yeah, I, I knew there was a one or two before yeah. uh, 1994 there was a Budokan show uh, Masara against uh, Kawada uh, da, 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 da. other than that no it's basically mostly Katty
1: any match with Kenny will get six. Because did he give... Did Anything? He give Hang-
0: all right. Okay. So, yeah. Ha- six, Man... six and above is is Steamboat Flair. And then the rest of them are... The rest of them are Kenny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because he gave it to him and Hangman against the Bucks, right? They got a six, I think.
0: Kenny Okada, Kenny Okada, Kenny Okada. That's a six. 6.25 and a seven. Yep. Uh, Hangman, Bucks, and they got six yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's it
1: fair enough yeah so basically if you can your mega dev melter loves you a lot (laughs) he also Uh,
0: he he also has a 5.75 if that is anything ah what was he doing (laughs) if you
2: if you um yeah exactly if you if you get
0: highest average though it's probably still will osprey for
1: like most five star ratings, all well. If you
0: if you like, I'm sure if you took all of Kenny Omega's matches, uh, there are probably some that drag it because you know that's only one seven. It probably is dragged down by like some twos or threes here and there. Whereas Osprey, I'm pretty sure, is kind of uh, is, is is the teacher's pet of uh, of Meltzer.
1: Suppose you'd have to look at it all time because I guess people like. Uh... I think like people like Kenta Kabashi and Masawa from the 90s, they, they still hold the record for some of the, the most five-star ratings or matches of the year as well. Right. Like this could be a whole interesting thing for another episode, but I can't do math very well, so you guys will have to help. <laughs> uh, Gareth, what was your number two?
0: Oh God, I'm thrown around here. Where is my... <laughs> uh, no, that's my number one. My number two is... Um, have I already said that number, though? Bollocks. I wanted to get a tag (laughs) match in there of some kind, but I just don't want to pick the TLC, obviously. Because that... I'm going to go Shawn Michaels angle 21. Have I already said 21? I haven't said 21, have I? I, I don't think you he said. You said the first
2: money in, in the
0: bank. Yeah, that's that's 21. 21. Okay. <laughs> uh, Alright, then I will say he who shall not be named. I love the preparation here, guys. He who... <laughs> I love it. I will say he who shall not be named against... Uh... Wait, have I already said 20? No, I don't think no. you have. I will say he who shall not be named, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, in, in yeah. just a fucking tremendous match. Oh, yes. uh Benoit goes from winning the Rumble to just what would still be one of the most iconic photos of all time in wrestling if it wasn't tainted um I mean just that mania in general that finish
1: was just like again like you say iconic. The fact it was like him and Guerrero two people who were told at one point they would never be world champion and there they both are sharing the stage as best friends as the world champions but again it's something WWE we can never ever use which is the most which is incredibly tragic
0: yeah it was it's one of those matches where they talk about um like height a lot they say this is one of the ones that gave a lot of people opportunities mm-hmm. uh he's five foot ten he's still hot like towers above me or wood tower above me currently he's in hell <laughs> um <laughs>
1: Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong.
2: <laughs> Definitely not wrong.
1: You're looking down on him now.
0: <laughs> but it's one of those matches where they talk about giving, you know, the, the underdog and the, the smaller guy an opportunity. And it it's, I mean, you also have the game and you got HPK in there. So what more do you want? I had to get Shawn Michaels on my list. You know, Mr.
2: WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, That's it was Mr. WrestleMania and Mr. Losers at WrestleMania. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What? Well, what is
1: his win-loss record? Is it? It's, it's something like sure. eleven. <laughs> it's
0: something like eleven and six.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean,
2: there, can, six and eleven. Six wins, eleven losses.
1: Uh, I I can, I can believe that. I think also. the only person who's
2: lost more at WrestleMania is Triple
1: H. Oh well, so the best birds are on even keel. Yeah yeah that's, that's something they can share together in nxt uh right lads any honorable mentions you want to run through i've got a big ass list yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh
0: my honorable mention is the rest of the card of wrestlemania 17. oh yeah just um,
2: all of that. <laughs> just have
0: that i've tried to go i've tried to go with like a a, a host of different matches for different reasons mm-hmm. anytime they've told a good story which would be A lot of underdog stuff, like Kofi winning, Brian winning, um, everything like that. Uh, Some, I'd say, like the first women's main event. I'd I'd have to throw on the list. Annoyingly, you know, WWE they don't they don't shove women down your throat or anything like that or any kind of like they don't care about progressive culture. But it is a very capitalist like we. Women, we in WWE invented women. Um, but Seven regardless, times. regardless, yeah. like I remember the finish being a bit botched, but the, the match itself solid. And they managed to get you know the man in there, the man Becky Lynch, who was one of the greatest stories being told in wrestling at the time, one of the hottest things going on. Then you had probably the great the greatest women's wrestler when it all is all is said and done, we will see Charlotte Flair. And then you also had, you know, that sort of celebrity style, but also legit um, Ronda Rousey. And I, I for one absolutely adore Ronda Rousey in the ring. I think she's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, the only comparison I would say is to a Kurt Angle type who just comes in and just gets it. Okay. Uh, there, there's a lot like, you know to to work on, but but she's bloody amazing. She's not there anymore. So, man, but yeah, man, but yeah, that's that, those worked. are mine. Those are mine.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, I agree
2: with Garrett. The first women's main event. But then I've also got Sasha Becky, and Charlotte from WrestleMania 32. Mm-hmm. It was a fantastic match. Uh, all three of the Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, uh, Undertaker, Triple H matches. Including the one at X7, in, in which I think it's uh, is a it Mikey Order takes the tiniest little push.
0: Just yeah.
2: Twenty minutes. It's gonna be like the longest ref
1: bump ever.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, then you, Undertaker, Randy Orton, mm-hmm. which was, was for for me that was Randy Orton's coming out party. Good it for helped. him. It it really cemented him. <laughs>
0: His coming out party.
2: You know what I mean? <laughs> that was when no. it was He can't actually hang with the big boys. He's not just... You, right, I, I, what
0: party are you talking about here? I mean, his this
1: is a common expression, Jared.
2: <laughs> He's coming out of the closet as an amazing wrestler.
0: Oh, okay. I now understand. Good for him.
2: <laughs> yeah. Again, I, I the rest of X7. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, just, we'll just put that whole card on there. Yeah. Um, I've, I'm just going to quickly rattle through a bunch of mine. I wrote down quite a lot. Oh, sorry, one
2: more yeah. Savage Steamboat,
1: which was going to kick off mine. So yeah, I agree. So I mean, looking back at the early ones, there's not a lot I would pick out. But yeah, Savage Steamboat absolutely because that still holds up today. Uh, Hogan and Warrior at WrestleMania six. I think that is really that's the best match either of those two ever had, especially the Warrior that was his best match he never he never got better after that uh Bret Hart versus Owen Hart at WrestleMania 10 Ramon and Michaels WrestleMania 10 and then there's a big ass Gap TLC 2 uh Garrett's number two of the main event of WrestleMania 20 uh, Michael's Angle Michael's Undertaker Michael's Undertaker Rock and John Cena at WrestleMania 28 it's a, a shame that they had to do the follow-up but there you go Daniel Bryan in Triple H. Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton versus Batista at WrestleMania 30. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns at 31. Kurt Angle, Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon at 34. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins at 36. I really do rate that match. And as a little extra bonus, I put the Boneyard and Firefly Funhouse matches as well.
0: Fair enough. Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. I think, so because... Greg, for our number
1: one. Hang on. I think because you and me have got the same number one, we should let Jace go first. All right, I think that's fair. Jesse, you go first.
2: Okay, my number one, The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 26.
1: I had a feeling you were going to go that. So you yeah. prefer you prefer yeah. the second one then?
2: I prefer the second one. I think, purely, like I, was, I said when I said it, uh, I think 25 is the better in-ring match, but I think the story that they were telling, leaving yeah. the 26, just edges it. I think that's why
1: I prefer it as well. Story-wise, it was
2: perfect. Because the first 25, there wasn't really anything apart from the streak Mm -hmm. on the line, but then this one, when it was the streak versus the career. Yeah. when It was really when you didn't know because you couldn't see the streak ending because it was just this thing that was there. It seemed like it was never going to end. But then Shawn Michaels didn't really seem like he was slowing down that he was yeah. going to retire so it could have gone either way and i think that just added a bit more question to the match of which is going to end
1: 100 percent. i mean when you look at i think it was what two years prior when it was michaels and flair we all kind of knew flair was going to be going out then, yeah. um and the still it was still done perfectly like it was still plenty of promotion and great storytelling but you're right with this one um no one i don't think anyone suspected michaels was actually looking to retire that year because yeah. like you're saying he'd come he'd come back and have the storied return he Was still wrestling at the top of his game i think he'd been taking a few long breaks here and there in those last couple of years but still ultimately like one of the the top workers within the com- company were still having tremendous match after tremendous match so you are right it was it legit like I don't think anyone really knew which direction it was going to go in and that's what can kind of really make a match feel special when you really just have
2: no clue about the outcome yeah and I'm sure uh but things like what they did with this one compared to the uh Michael's flair is I don't know whether you remember the build but Flair had done something to piss off mr mcmahon he said right the next time you lose a match you retire
0: mm-hmm.
2: and so it was his build he was beating like randy orton he was beating edge he was beating all these people and then it was this right well it's Shawn michaels at wrestlemania
0: yeah like, right, well, that's I, saw, I thought fun. you were gonna say uh baron Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a perfect shot. people person to retire people as you know oh yeah
2: oh yeah that's <laughs> That's still what makes me want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Baron Corbin retired Kurt Angle.
0: It's the fact that they didn't really do anything with it, you know? No. They well, haven't still seen... done anything with the, the King of the Ring. Why haven't they done it again? I don't know.
1: I mean, that's just the story of his career. Like, they give him stuff and just don't do anything with well, him. He's, he's one of, what, two people not to successfully catch They
0: it. They broke up the Hurt business, really? and now... And now Bobby Lashley has allied himself with Baron Corbin. That's the story right now for Mania. Why? 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 <laughs> I don't know, Greg. I don't know. I don't know. I was saying this in the chat. I'm... i I'm, i
1: I'm... As much as I would love Drew as the champion, I actually want to see Lashley retain and go on a monster heel tear with it because it's fine. He's finally bringing us the TNA Bobby Lashley, like the good Bobby Lashley, and I just, I just hope it isn't a transitional thing, which it looks like it probably might be. I don't know, been, been surprised before at Mania. I'd yeah.
0: like Drew to have it again. I don't think I'd like it now. I'd like it long, long time when they do a, a British pay per view. Why not? Rebellia? Makes more sense to me, huh?
1: Rebellion. Insurrection. Yeah, mm-hmm. J- Jason knows what I'm talking
0: about. We'll get a WrestleMania. We won't. We're getting, we're getting one. We live we'll in it. hope. We're having it.
1: We live in hope. Well, the Come, on, Come on, now. Wembley Stadium. No, terrific um, Tidget oh. that'd, be, that'd be amazing. WrestleMania in the tune. I mean, oh. a group. Brutal- Rumor is McMahon did try to buy Newcastle United at one
2: point. That rumor comes around about every three or four years. <laughs> I wish he had. It would have been tremendous. <laughs> would have been brilliant just having like a Newcastle United versus the WWE. Just having Kane, <laughs> The Undertaker, Triple H. just,
0: <sighs> it just well. whenever they come to the UK, it's just always Newcastle players uh, ringside. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Bottle of Nuki Brown on a pole match. Tremendous. Like
0: <laughs> Should we say our number one at the same time? Yes. Three, Three two, two, one. one. The, the Rock Gimmick versus Battle, Battle Royal. <laughs> I
1: knew it. <laughs> I mean, good choice. Good it's choice. The
0: Rock versus Austin.
1: Steve, it's Steve Austin. Like the match that got me into wrestling, and spoiler, when we do our all-time favorite match list, it is my number one match of, favorite match of all time. Um, again, I, obviously, this might have been watching wrestling, but this is the first match that like completely blew me away. Not just in terms of just the, it, it's one of those matches the where they had. heard of the story's a little bit all over the place at like the whole thing with Deborah being the Rock's manager for a little bit, which just didn't really go anywhere. That just kind of petered out. But everything else in it fit perfectly. And it's one of those matches where what I love about it is you can tell there is a proper blood feud here by the fact like before they even begale the bell, the bell rings. They're just throwing punches straight away, and it feels like a proper scrappy brawl. You see so many of these feuds now where it's meant to be a blood feud, and bell rings, and instead of just throwing punches, it's just lock up. Yeah. Chain wrestle. It's like this felt like how it should. It felt like two people just trying to kill each other over the title belt.
0: Well the thing is Greg it's my way or the highway and uh, this match has just some of the greatest uh package it has the best wrestling like promo package ever it's the one you point to it's it was so hype uh, as a kid um i don't know how many times i probably saw it on like a friend's VHS tape uh yeah. It was the match that we'd always play whenever we were playing a video game of it. We'd just always be like, all right, well, who wants to be Who's The Rock and who's Austin? Mm -hmm. Uh, A friend of mine, from when I was a child, um, we used to play a game where we'd bounce on the trampoline with wrestling figures and have them fight, and then they bounce off. Uh, The day uh, one of us got uh, The Rock and the other had Austin, Mm -hmm. that was the whole day. That was the whole day. It was just trying to recreate that because it's it's just the greatest match in WrestleMania history. Absolutely. And, I, and that's why Dave Meltzer rated it. Uh, I, that's why know, I'm not gonna uh, mention what Dave Meltzer rated it. Well, what did really he give it? I don't know. Hold on, I'll find
1: out. <laughs> find out. Um but I agree, like I've s i have think I've seen this is probably the wrestling match I've seen the most, and I never get bored or tired of it. There's just something it's very I don't know to use just too much, but like lightning in a bottle type match, like it's just, considering the rest of this card, by this point the fans would see, because this WrestleMania 17's got a lot of matches on the card as well. You'd think the crowd would be nearly worn out for this main event, but, thank, but luckily, it's the crowd are red hot going into it and they continue throughout. And a lot of people point this to being the, the kind of the full stop to the Attitude Era. And if it is, I think fair enough. And I, and I even don't like, mind the finish i think at the time i didn't really know the legacy of stone cold so even as as a kid i thought it was like one of the greatest just dastardly things i've ever seen so i still have a lot of love and respect for it i don't think it necessarily needs to be changed i think that's why it kind of had one of the sort of perfect encapsulations at the end that austin had to side with the devil as they say in order to win win the title
0: yeah yeah it has a 4.5
1: <sighs> not surprised not surprised no that's solid um and yeah, other things about, I mean, Paul Heyman and JR on commentary, who will forever be my favorite commentary team. Love them so much. But yeah. Tremendous. I, I love this match to death. Uh, any final thoughts there, boys? Yeah,
2: if this year's WrestleMania is shit, Vince needs to retire.
1: <laughs> on paper this is one of the better looking cards i think i've seen yeah in memory well, in recent been, memory there's
2: been a lot, a lot of years where it's been like oh this card looks amazing true <sighs>
0: well yeah. uh, to be honest with you guys i don't care for any matches that are coming up other than walter champa
1: walter champa although isn't, isn't that on that's gonna be on tv yeah. not on the network
0: i don't care don't care
2: I need to find out how to watch it don't care I think the matches, the matches I'm looking forward to the most of this year's WrestleMania are Sasha Bianca and Asuka Rhea
1: oh Asuka Rhea I think might be my top choice
2: then two matches that just got the best builds even though Asuka and Ripley would have been in the ring once oh my god that's two of my
1: draft picks fighting again for a belt but... <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking I'm fucking just stalemate on points again for fuck's sake <laughs> oh, I haven't counted my points
2: for about six weeks
0: me ah. too I need to come up with an actual I'm gonna make yeah. a spreadsheet and come up with yeah. like I'm gonna come up with a I'll, I'll, I'm literally gonna link it to like uh, internet fight database or whatever it is and just have it automatically fill in for me
1: you have to teach me how to do that because I'm literally just adding it all. No, so.
0: I want you to add up. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: sure last last time I looked at my points, I was on something like 53, and I have no idea what
0: I'm on now. I uh, yeah, I have no idea because I, I I I had like a little flick through, and I was like, I don't know, I don't know what your scores are, so I have no metric of like, am I actually just doing awful? Probably, probably.
1: Yeah, it's been a it's been a few weeks since I added
0: mine up, but it's
1: it's getting close to triple digits, I think.
0: We figured yeah. out something we're going to do for Mania. At least maybe night one.
1: Um. Well, I think we've been spitballing. I think we're we're going to try and do a live stream for them. Uh, obviously, Chase, depending on baby duties. Depending on the baby.
2: Depends All on right.
1: your job. Oh, new job. Nice. Oh, I
0: just started yesterday on a new job. We're all, we're all I wasn't supposed it. to though. I was, uh, I was just joining them for like a meet the team call, and they were like, "All right, we start today." I was like, uh, "Okay, all right."
1: Sweet. Well done. I,
0: uh, I, I now work at a company. It's a CIC, so a community interest company, where it connects dads with their kids, which is ironic. I guide others to a treasure I cannot possess.
1: Oh, bless you. Well, uh well, I think we'll we'll have we'll spitball some ideas about what we would want to do for the for and your week in particular. I think we're gonna try and get some live streams done, certainly for the big show itself. But uh until then, if you want to find us on the channels to see what we announce, you can find us with the Bear Hook Club Podcast, Facebook and YouTube, Bear Hill Club Pod on Instagram and Bear Hill Club on Twitter. Uh thanks again for joining us, everybody, and we'll catch you next time. Auf bye bye.
0: Oh Feeders in